Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 26 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. To do all these will, will require special godly wisdom, humility, and love. If these three be in you and abound, your society will be profitable. The strong will not despise the weak, neither will the weak judge the strong. Romans 14, 1 through 3. You will be far from putting a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in your brother's way, but you will follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith you may edify one another. 1 John 2.10, Romans 14.13-19 You will then bear with each other's infirmities. Romans 15.1-3 And not seek to please yourself, but your neighbor, for his good to edification. You must first be wise to make choice not only of such matter of speech as is good and lawful, but such as is fit, considering the condition and need of those before whom you speak. In proposing questions, you must not only take heed that they be not vain, foolish, and needless, 2 Timothy 2.23, such as engender strife, Titus 3.9, and do minister and multiply questions rather than godly edifying. First Timothy one four, but you must be careful that they be fit and pertinent both in respect of the person to whom they are proposed, and in respect of the person or persons before whom they must be answered. Some men have special gifts for one purpose, some for another. Some for interpreting scripture, some for deciding of controversies, some for discovering Satan's methods and enterprises. Some are excellent for comforting and curing afflicted and wounded consciences. Some are better skilled and more exercised in one thing than in another, and some also of God's dear children as they are not able to bear all exercises of religion, Matthew 9, 15 through 17, so neither are they capable of hearing and profiting by all kind of discourses of religion, Hebrews 5, 11 through 13. If this were wisely observed, Christian conference would be much more useful than usually it is. Secondly, you must be lowly-minded and of an humble spirit, not presuming above your gifts and calling. Romans 12, 3. When you speak of the things of God, be reverent, serious, and sober. Keeping yourself within the line, 2 Corinthians 10, 13, both of your calling 
and the measure of that knowledge and grace which God has given you. Speaking positively and confidently only of those things which you clearly understand and whereof you have experience or sure proof. Think not yourself too good to learn of any. Acts 18.26 Neither harden your neck against the admonitions and reproofs of any. If you have an humble heart, you will do as David did when he was admonished and advised by a woman. He saw God in it and blessed him for it. He received the good counsel and blessed her that gave it. Now, blessed be God who has sent thee to meet me this day, said he, and blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou who hast kept me this day from coming to shed blood, etc. 1 Samuel 25, 32 and 33. Thirdly, there will be need of the exercise of much fervent love and charity, even amongst the best. For as Satan has malice against all good company and good conference, he will infuse matters of difference and discord. And because the best men differ in opinion, though not in fundamentals, yet in ceremonies and less necessary points of religion, and forasmuch as they all have infirmities, and while the remains of corrupt nature are in them, are subject and apt to mistake and misconstrue one another's actions and speeches. You will need that this bond of love be strong, that it be not broken asunder by any of these or other such means, but that you remain strongly and sweetly knit together in the unity of the Spirit through this bond of peace, Ephesians 4, 3. I especially recommend this Christian society in brotherly love, 1 John three fourteen, because one, there is nothing, gives a more sensible evidence of conversion and translation from death to life than this. Number two, nothing does more assist the increase and power of godliness in any place or person than this. Acts 2, 44 through 47, 4, 32 and 33. For let it be observed, though there be never such an excellent minister in any place, you will see little improvement in grace amongst the people until many of them become of one heart, showing it by consorting together in Christian fellowship in the communion of the saints. Number three, nothing brings more sensible joy, comfort, and delight next to communion with God in Christ and the actual communion of saints and love of brethren. Psalm 16, 3, Acts 2, 46 and 47.
It is the beginning of that happiness on earth which shall be perfected in heaven. It is for kind the same, only differing in degree. And to conclude this subject, after you have been in company, good or bad, it will be worth your while to examine how far you have hindered any evil in others and have preserved yourself from evil, how far you have endeavored to do good to others, and how much you have gained in knowledge, serious affection, zeal, or any other good grace by your company. And according as you find, let your conscience reprove or comfort you. Chapter 9. Rules for our religious conduct in prosperity. When, at any time, you prosper in anything and have good success that you may therein walk according to God's word, first, take heed of committing those sins to which the nature of man is most addicted when his heart is satiated with prosperity. Secondly, be careful to produce those good fruits, which are the principal ends why God gives good success. First, the sins especially to be watched against are number one, denying of God. Proverbs 3, 9. By forgetting him and his ways. Deuteronomy 6, 12. Parting from him, Deuteronomy 32, 15. When you are waxen fat like Jeshurun, taking the more license to sin, Job 21, 14. By how much you prosper the more in the world. Number two, ascribing the praise of success to yourself or to second causes. Daniel 4, 30. Sacrificing your own net, Habakkuk 1, 5, 15 through 16. Three, high-mindedness, 1 Timothy 6, 17. Thinking too well of yourself because you have that which others have not. And despising and thinking too meanly of those who have not what you possess, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty two. Four. If riches increase, or if you thrive in any other earthly thing, set not your heart thereon, Psalm 62.10, 1 Timothy 6.17, either in taking too much delight therein, Job 31.25, or in trusting thereto. Holy Job and good David were in some particulars overtaken, with this fault. When Job was prospered, he entertained this secure conceit that he should die in his nest and multiply his days as the sand. Job twenty nine eighteen, And David in his prosperity said, He should never be moved. Psalm 30, verse 6. Five. 
But the Lord, by afflictions, taught them both to know, by experience, how vain all earthly things are to trust unto, and ingenuously to confess their error. Second, I reduce the good effects or fruits, which are the principal ends why God gives good success unto these two heads. Number one, professed praise and thankfulness to God. Number two, real proofs of the said thankfulness in well using and employing this good success for God. This concludes episode 26 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.